0: Hi there, and welcome to this episode of A Couple Takes on MS. Hi, I'm Dan
1: Digman. And hi, it's me, Jennifer Digman. And
0: we're A Couple Takes on MS. I'm walking.
1: I'm rolling.
0: But together, we're moving forward. And today, because this is coming out right at and around Valentine's Day... Talking about relationships and multiple sclerosis. Um, we're you're, just,
1: you're ready for this, Dan? Uh,
0: I am ready for it. I, I, it's like a commitment. I'm. I'm what? How
1: appropriate commitment, commitment and relationships. Wow. Wow. I,
0: but we're doing this, so.
1: And we're doing this, and we're not talking about our relationship. Mm-hmm. We're not being intimate and in sharing details, sorry for all of those of you who are disappointed, <laughs> I'm sure but I not. don't think you really want to know. But it's just the reality that you and I were married, and we have a relationship, and we've been happily married for eighteen years. And
0: right, it, but it is it's the, the the talk about multiple sclerosis and what that can do to relationships. I mean. In terms of relationships with another person, another partner. Obviously, it affects um, just, you know, your BFFs and and, and childhood friendships and stuff. But, I mean, we're talking beyond friendships and actual relationship, dating relationship with another person. And, um, yeah, because we could talk family relationships and siblings and parents. But we're talking about two people, your significant other. And just how MS can affect everything like that. Um, just the challenges that come with that um, when you're living with multiple sclerosis. And this, I mean, it is a pretty heavy, loaded question, discussion topic. But I think just given with Valentine's Day, and obviously relationships, go beyond Valentine's Day, I mean, then there's 364 other days of the year. Actually, it'd be 365 other days because it's 366 this year, yeah?
1: Correct. It's ha- a leap year. Happy
0: leap year. Happy
1: yeah. leap year. You, Dan, as some would say, have an invisible illness in that you aren't using some sort of mobility-assistive device. Right. Right. And certainly, in the time that we've been married, your gait has changed a little little yeah as is as is part for the course with progressive disease like multiple sclerosis, yeah. but because you can get away and look like quote unquote nothing's, nothing's wrong. wrong with you um how how would you if you had to go about dating hey, right here in twenty twenty four How would you handle your multiple sclerosis in meeting a woman?
0: Well, I think that's one of the biggest things that people, when we read things, we hear things, questions and everything. is like, how do you, I don't don't want to say break the news, but if you're in a relationship, when is the right time, the appropriate time to um, open up about your multiple sclerosis?
1: I think we both would agree that you don't lead with it.
0: Well, exactly. So it's like, hey, BTW.
1: Yeah, you get to know the person. And we were lucky because we did meet it in multiple sclerosis it's Kind of hard event. To,
0: to, to hide that, right? Right. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs>
1: We've been married long enough that we sigh at the same time. Exactly. But, you know, you want to be honest about it, but you don't want to make that the whole some of your personality where you're like, hi, I'm Jennifer obtw I have multiple sclerosis or hi, I have multiple sclerosis and my name is Jennifer. <laughs> so you don't want to be that obnoxious, but you don't want to be well, embarrassed can, about well, the fact that you have a chronic illness.
0: Well, you you make a good point when you are in a relationship, when you meet somebody, you're dating somebody with, you know, when you have multiple sclerosis, you're right. You don't, don't lead with that. I think that that's, um, it's kind of like going in for a job interview and you don't, you don't, and I don't want to call MS a weakness per se, but it's like you lead with your strengths. You, you and, and I think that's just what we as people living with this disease need to do. And remember, there's so much more to you than your multiple sclerosis. So don't make that the star in the relationship. That can have a, a supporting role um, that the is sort of like, oh, BTW. But it's like that's not your finer point is your multiple sclerosis.
1: And to be honest, we were talking because this will be Valentine's Day. And we were talking about what we were going to talk about, interestingly enough. And I looked up the words multiple sclerosis and relationships on the internet and not a great deal of information came up. I mean, articles from some publications, from Health Central, from Healthline, and different blogs, but a lot of them were quite old. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, there were articles from 2010. So I think that this needs to be a little updated that this is what it is like to live with multiple sclerosis and it is a chronic progressive disease that can affect muscles and your memory and your vision so it's a cornucopia of things that you could potentially be dealing with but if you're not a person living with MS I don't think that should make you not want to date someone with MS or Conversely, if you have multiple sclerosis, I don't think that makes you not like not dateable. Like, yeah, put a defective stamp on your forehead or something. I mean, when I was diagnosed, I didn't date for about three years after my diagnosis. Well,
0: and, and I guess then that's that's the question, because as we're talking about relationships and going going into a relationship. You say you were diagnosed with m s and didn't date for three years? Why not? Why? I mean, did you actively pursue, or was that just was that not part of who you were to begin with?
1: I think if memory serves because we have been married for quite some time, back then, I just was trying to get my my head above water. Mm-hmm. I was trying to navigate this new reality with disease-modifying therapies. And as I've mentioned before, my progression was rather quick. So it took me a good three years, two and a half years, to even think about anything. I was really focused on myself, which sounds kind of selfish.
0: Not selfish at all. I mean, you were just diagnosed with Mm -hmm. a chronic progressive disease of the central nervous system, and it hit you pretty hard. Um, early on so I mean yeah the the thought of dating somebody else I mean it, it wasn't that you were um, necessarily denying that facet it's that there were a lot of other things on your plate at that point in time
1: right and then I met you and I did not go to the finding your buried treasure event looking to find the man of my dreams I was just going there and as luck would have it, you were there and the rest is history. But how about yourself? Were you actively looking to meet someone on no, September twenty eighth? No, 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 no,
0: no, I wasn't. I mean, that, that was just, um, yeah, it was just where, where, when did that even start? Cause no, I didn't go down to Frankenmuth looking for a relationship. I mean, I just, it just sounded like an interesting event and then, there you were. And of course, you know, I'm going to, um, at least I was interested, which, um, and we've said all along that it's just like, I am not extroverted like that. So it's just like, you were pretty special that I even pursued you that quickly. Um, but I don't know. It's just the, the thought of, at what point do you say, yes, I'm going to try and date people? I think maybe that's, that's another, can I say facet again? But it is, it's just that I wasn't going down there looking to date someone. I mean, I had just gotten out of a relationship. What made me think that at that point in time, finding and dating another person living with MS was the right choice? And I mean, I, I never questioned. I mean, that's just like you, it was you. And so
1: that's interesting because you are a person who is not only living with multiple sclerosis, but you are a caregiver. I am now. So, yeah. (laughs) And when we started to get serious, you had to think about that. Mm -hmm. Were you able? And for those of you listening that aren't living with a chronic illness, Are you able to care for somebody who has MS? So from that perspective, Dan, what would you say to someone who is not living with MS? Uh, I mean, even though you are living with MS, but to be a caregiver, what is that like?
0: You know, I I suppose that's something where uh, I'm going to sound very um, callous, if I, if I may, but it but it does become very much a tough love thing, you know, as of what I what I would say to somebody who is dating or is married to somebody who has multiple sclerosis. It's like for everything you say and all of this that you're saying in terms of like, I love you so much and I would care for you and I will do anything for you. It's just like when that person has MS, it's go time, it's time to put up or shut up, you know, it's just like if you are that vested in this person, now is the time for you to prove it, and I think that's just where we can, in terms of relationships and love and romance and everything, so much can be just very um, romantic and Hollywood ending sort of thing, but it's like this is very real, and so it's just like yeah, it's, I, I do. I think it's just you need to, um, you know, it's, it's just a matter of proving your love. And you, you don't have to do, you can't buy it, you can't pay for it, you can't um, buy all the nice gifts and stuff. This is stuff that it takes work. And um, and it's just like, you know, if you're married, it's just like, well, then you take the vow in sickness and in health. You know, when you, when you get married and you do that, that doesn't. That's not something you'll be in sickness and health, twenty, thirty, forty years down the road in your golden years. I mean, it could happen within a year of you getting married, and so it's just like this is just this is what you do. This is what you promise. This is what you vowed to do. Do it, nice. I mean, it. It, it is. It's just like this is the love that you have, and so that's why for you, Jennifer. I still feel like I'm, you know, and I've said it before, like I'm like I'm still trying to win you over. And it's just like, I said that I would love you forever. I would do anything for you. I would take care of you. So, of course, I'm going to get up at 6.30 in the morning on a Saturday to take you to Weight Watchers. and I'm going to take you to the hospital. I'm going to do that because that's what we do. That's the relationship. That's the friendship that, that we have
1: and that is something i appreciate and i think that both sides of the relationship need to think about is that there it's a lot of work there's a lot of a lot of the realities of multiple sclerosis that if you're living with the disease you need to be honest with your partner about what you're going through and if you're not living with the disease, you have to be willing to learn about what MS is like, what it's doing to your spouse or your, your significant other. So I think the relationship, it's compounded by MS, but it doesn't make it not possible. You and I, we don't have children. So that's a layer that we aren't pros about, but we have plenty of friends Uh, people in our support circle with MS uh, in in our network of people living with the disease that have children, and they can do it. I just think there has to be such a layer of patience when you're in a relationship with a person with a chronic illness, let alone if you have a child. So it was interesting. We were Googling, or I was searching the internet, and about having relationships with multiple sclerosis. And the number of queries I read about, is it possible? And it, it is possible, but it will challenge. But I think any relationship is challenging.
0: And I think that's the big thing. You know, as, I, as I've said, don't give MS more credit than it deserves. MS is, is, it's just another fast, I mean, obviously it's a big, it's a big, big, um, issue, um, a big, big, um, guest in the relationship, but at the same time, every, every relationship has its challenges, this just happens to be a different type of challenge that comes with it, so it's just like, you know, having, you know, people getting sick or dealing with illness whatever th- those things happen in other relationships you're this is not an exclusive um i mean obviously ms and the symptoms and the things that you deal with are are in a league all of their own but at the same time at the core it's just another it's a challenge and i don't, I don't want to i say that like it's like it's easy it's not easy but it's just saying that um categorize your challenges. It's almost like um when you when you're talking about um I'm thinking of the Ten Commandments and it's just like you know, but it's seriously it's just like how do you weigh things and you know, a sin is a sin of the Ten Commandment Ten Commandments, you know, is taking the Lord's name in vain on the same level as killing someone. Well no, not really. I mean they're 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 quite a bit different. So it's just like you know whatever you're dealing with in terms of the challenges of MS, the challenges of a relationship. Obviously, there's some challenges that are greater, that are more elevated with multiple sclerosis from other things. But at the same time, at the core, you know what is the Corinthians? The greatest of these is love, and it's just like you know how much do you love each other?
1: way to way to make that. I I was a little. You're just like, where are you going, Dan? oh Where are you Stop going, that? man? But I think this is the time where it's important to. I don't want to say boilerplate news, PR speak that mm-hmm. my baby uses, but you know, multiple sclerosis commonly affects people in those prime dating years mm-hmm. between 20 and 40. Uh, and so it can knock you on your body. And you're diagnosed with a chronic illness, it can cause, as we've talked about, a plethora of problems. And that's why the support is really important from someone that you're in a relationship with. It's important to take care of yourself and to be honest about what you're dealing with. But you and I, Dan, we were diagnosed before the advent of so many of the disease-modifying therapies. The medications used to treat the disease to lessen the severity, the frequency of relapses with multiple sclerosis. So there are a number of treatments that are available now that weren't back when we dated. And so now people can live with multiple sclerosis. Again, I'm air quoting, have a normal life, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So I, for relationships, I wouldn't let that deter you from having a relationship, the diagnosis of a chronic illness. And there are so many social platforms different ways that you can engage with people in the community and you know you can go on X formerly Twitter and probably find people you can go on Instagram um snap Snapchat or TikTok or you can do the old fashioned way of a support group Mm -hmm. just don't that you think that you're diagnosed with MS and you won't be able to have a relationship that's still doable if that's what you want. And don't feel pressure to get into a relationship because, as we've talked about, it takes a while to figure out how to navigate life with a chronic illness.
0: When I think that's where, you know, we talked about, like, for a person the care, a person that's caring for a loved one with MS and how you handle that. But at the same time then, for the person living with MS, how do you handle it in treating the person who is caring for you or who, who doesn't have MS? And I think at the core of a lot of this in terms of relationships, just how pivotal empathy is on both parts You know, for me as somebody who I, yes, I have MS, but I don't, I don't have, you know, the challenges that you have. And so then I have to be empathetic to things that you're dealing with, but then you by the same token need to be empathetic to me at just as a caregiver, not talking about my MS, but empathetic to what it is I'm dealing with as a caregiver. And I think a lot of that then is that opens the door to the understanding between each other. So then it's not just about me and what I'm dealing with. Obviously, I have to be honest in letting you know where I'm at, what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. But at the same time, you know, I have to be open and honest to hear you mm-hmm. and what you're dealing with.
1: And the reality is... You and I come, we both have the same disease, but our experiences are very different. You still working, you still walking. And sometimes I can look at you and be slightly, I don't want to say jealous, but I I would be a liar if I'm not sometimes jealous that you're still able to walk, that you're still able to do things on your own that you don't wake up in the middle of the night and have to wake up your spouse and say, hey, will you help me in the bathroom? I've never once heard you ask me to help you eat. But the same token, you've never had somebody that can help you tie your shoes or if you're too tired that will do, you know, feed you or... You always have to help me with dinner. You always have to cook. We're lucky that we have my caregiver, Jen, who can help with activities of daily living for me. But you still have to go to work. So those are the realities when you're considering a relationship. You have to have a equal distribution. And it can be hard, I'm sure, for you. Sometimes you think, oh, Jen, I wish I could sit in a wheelchair and didn't have to walk. Well, that
0: you that you didn't have to go to work. That it's just like when right. I'm I'm tired, I still have to go to work. I still have to care for you. But by the same token, you know what you wouldn't give to be able to work. You know, and it's just like all of the things. And then then it just becomes more of a gratitude. Just I'm I'm, I'm great grateful for where I am, and that I still can do this, and that I'm still able to care for you, but by the same token, you still care for me, because I'm working, and then you and caregiver Jen can go to the store, can get groceries, can pick up our tax forms, do this, and stuff that I don't have to worry about, and so it is, it just becomes that very much a shared relationship, and so again, that's when we're talking about keys to relationships in multiple sclerosis, it's just like, Remembering this is, everything's, it's like a shared relationship and that every, and that again, that's no different, you know, for people who don't have multiple sclerosis, relationships take work. They take sharing, they take empathy, they take listening, they take honesty.
1: They take patience, they take understanding, they take, it's important to, I, I always use the phrase, take a beat. You know, when you and I get frustrated because that happens, we're both mm-hmm. living with a chronic illness. Instead of taking it out on each other or losing our temper, we just have to stop and breathe and take a moment to collect ourselves and to realize this is the person that I want to be with. And if you're single right now, maybe you need to take a beat and just say, Am I ready? Do I have this chronic illness? And even if you're not living with a chronic illness, do I have my stuff together enough to take care of myself and to share myself with another person? Because if you're in my shoes where Dan is my primary caregiver, am I going to be capable to ask for help a lot and to give help, but to not be snotty. (laughs) And and you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Where you have those moments where you're just like, I don't want your help. You have to check yourself and realize that you are needing assistance. And conversely, Dan, even though you can do 95% of your daily activities, you still need to ask for help. And so I, relationships there's a lot of work as you've talked about and a lot of need to to think about these things and to ask for help from wherever you can get it if it is social media if it is the national ms society get information from the ms association reach out and not navigate any of this on your own
0: when it is just that you know, pulling out the Rachel Ray and take the help where you can get it, and it's always taking the time and start thinking. I mean, there there's times where I don't want to ask for help, and you've you've been very honest about that and calling you know that you call me out on that in a good way because I don't ask for help. But it's like then it's looking at what I need to do a step back and say what's going to be for the betterment of the team, you know, for Team Digman, and it's mm-hmm. just like when all is said and done is me forcing myself to try and do it and get crabby, ornery, worn out, and not being able to help you. It's like, no, just step back. Let somebody else help you because it'll make your life easier to where it's, you know, your meaning my life easier if I get that help. And so I can't I can't run up and get the tax forms and stuff. Jennifer, while you're out, why don't you do it? I mean, it's, it is, it's just knowing when and how to ask for that help. And so take the beat. And that's the other thing, too. It's like for as much as to be empathetic, you do need to just pause and take care of yourself, too. I mean, that, there's a lot of self-care involved in that, too. Just making sure that you are presenting your best self for f- furthering the relationship ahead.
1: And don't make the relationship all about the disease. Mm-hmm. Just like if you're a Bruce Springsteen fan, you don't make the relationship all about Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) Or if I like puppies and kitties, I don't talk about animals all the time. Exactly, you don't talk about animals all the time. Don't be selfish and be receptive to listen to what the other person brings to the relationship. And take care of each other. Have fun. MS is a a lot to deal with. MS is... Life in general, we're all going through a lot, even though the pandemic is quote unquote done. Um, We need to realize that day to day existence is pretty exhausting, and you're with another person because that person's supposed to help you and make your life better. And multiple sclerosis shouldn't make that not possible that's why relationships are important and you and I we have been dealing with this for 18 years so we have some experience and we know it's possible if you work at it and you stay connected and you stay honest
0: and I think that's the big thing is making the relationship more about each other and less about the disease and you know let that be the thing that wins not the disease
1: Wise words, Dan Digman. Wise words. Thank you. (laughs) Hi, you're welcome. So,
0: well, thank you all for taking the time to check in on this and talking about relationships and multiple sclerosis. You know, truly, we just scratched the surface on this and we would love to hear from you about what you deal with and how you overcome challenges in relationships or what questions you have in terms of dating with multiple sclerosis Um, And whether as a caregiver, as a person living with the disease. Um, So we appreciate everything. And until next time, I'm Dan Digman, and I'm walking.
1: I'm Jennifer Digman, and I'm rolling.
0: And we are a couple takes on MS. Together, we're moving forward.
1: Take care.